Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the best of the Outdoor Line in Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Today, you're going to hear some of our favorite stories and interviews from the Outdoor Line archives. So thanks for tuning in, sit back, and enjoy a very special best of the Outdoor Line in Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. That's Joey Pyburn, Matt Nelson running the board, and I'm Tom Nelson. So, it, no secret that hunting and fishing are an absolute way of life for us and, and, and so many of our fellow Washingtonians. And it's good to know that WDFW is here to encourage these activities. And, you know, we, we need some evidence of that every now and then. And so when, when our dear friend Kelly Reardon of WDFW pinged me this week and goes, all right, Nellie, hey, listen, we need to talk about R3. I go, what's R3? <laughs> here to tell us all about the R3 program is the R3 coordinator for WDFW, Kelly Reardon. Good morning, Kelly. How are you, man? Morning, buddy. Good morning, Tom. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing good. We're doing good. The floor is yours. What is R3, and why should Washington hunters and anglers be comforted and encouraged by this WDFW initiative? Well, in your opening statement, Tom, you said, what is R3? And I have been on this awareness campaign to get out there, get the word out. R3 stands for Recruit, Retain, and Reactivate. Uh, It's a program that we adopted as part of our 25-year strategic plan. Basically, we want to increase hunting, fishing participation across Washington State. I want to make it visible. And one of the things that I've noticed is there's not a lot of visibility, and I'm here to change that. Now, along with the visibility, we want to build a strong, diverse hunting community that may not be as traditional as you think. Uh, You know, you and I talked earlier about uh, kind of our, our demographic, age demographic, and, you know, it's not just the kids that we're going after. It's everybody with a, with a big focus on, like, 25 to 40-year-olds. You know, there's a good opportunity to talk to those folks out there, too. Well, and those folks are kind of in that age range of folks that are having kids. Yeah. And you and I talked about that last night, Kelly, that, you know, obviously we have a bunch of programs where we get kids out and get kids involved. But, you know, we get we get some parents involved, and guess what? That trickles down to the kiddos, and then— then it becomes a way of life for the family, which I think, you know, that's what we want to see. We want to see this tradition passed on from parents to the kids to those kids' kids and right on down the line. Right, right. And I agree with that. And, you know, uh, it's a fact that our hunters and anglers are aging out and the new generation needs to come in. It's it's uh, it's aware. We all are aware of it. And, and we need to pass this down, pass it along. And the state has given me the green light. We are open for business. Let's get this ball rolling. Um, I'm going to run with this as the R3 hunting coordinator. I have a partner who's the R3 fishing coordinator. His name is John Pahutsky. And we have a set of goals for the uh, you know, 20, 2023, 2024 uh, year. And 
you know, I look at this list and I mean, it kind of looks overwhelming. You know, every time you get a new work plan, you're like, wow, you know, but there are some awesome things, you know, promote organic, sustainable source protein. We all do that. You know, those of us who are seasoned and experienced, we know that. And there's stages of a hunter. You know, you start out, you want to go out and just give it a go. And then you want to get your limit. And then you want a trophy. And, and Joe, you and I were talking, we're, we're circled back. We want to take people out now. And that's what I want to do. I want to get everybody out there get them in a hunter education, hunter education, instructor recruitment, you know, get kids out, get people out. It doesn't matter. I'm open to business for everybody. Yeah. You, you know, the circle back thing is like, like you said, you start out your hunting career, your fishing career, and, and you're just happy to catch something, you know, and, and bring something home. And then as you get more experience, you, you're, you know, like you said, now you're limiting out or you're, you're getting a deer and maybe an elk, or a bear, or you're very successful at waterfowl hunting. And then you get to a point where, you know, it's actually more fun for me to take somebody out, whether it's a kid or or an adult who just hasn't done a lot of fishing or hunting, and watch them through their process of getting to experience what we've been doing our whole lives. And we know how, like, how fulfilling this lifestyle can be, you know, the, the food, the accomplishment. And, and you and I were talking about it. You know, I still love to go hike into a high lake and catch some cutthroat. And I, I'll be driving down the mountain after hiking 15 miles to go catch my limited cutthroat. And I just feel like Superman. I'm like, dude, this is so awesome. <laughs> like, and, you know, imagine me. I've been doing this my whole life. Imagine some you know, 25 to 40 year old youth person who's never done this you before and it's ex- all out there. You get to experience somebody's first experience and see it reflected in their eyes, Kelly. And, and it's very, right. very rewarding. And so that's kind of why I, I'm excited for you and your new role and talking to you about this program this week and, and the fact that, you know, you are passionate about it and you can make a difference in a lot of these young hunters and, and, and of course, the angling side of it, we'll, we're going to talk about later too. But, but uh-huh. you know, the first evidence that I've seen of this is that first turkey program or, or, or to get some kids involved, you had, mm-hmm. what would you have, 30 slots in that? And they just evaporate. Uh, it, was, it was gone immediately. Yeah. You know, last year, Aaron Garcia uh, put this program on for a first turkey hunt with the first hunt foundation and, and we'll talk a little more about that and and it was it was a good camp it was successful and we opened it up this year and it was just bonkers i mean we filled up we even expanded a little bit we have this fantastic camp up in newport this year april 20 through 23rd we're going to take some new folks out and we're going to get them give them the opportunity show them the tools show them hunter safety show them how to clean the birds i mean from from a to z and even know how to clean it maybe even how to cook it and and try to keep that going with them beyond just this first hunt. We want to keep that contact beyond that as well. And then they're going to go out and they're going to recruit other folks and show them what they've, they've learned. And then hopefully this, this ball gets a rolling and we get way more hunters and anglers in this state. So we're talking with Kelly Reardon. He's the R3 coordinator for WDFW. R3 is recruit, retain, and reactivate some hunters that maybe have been less I got one in a row, Kelly. I got one in a row, right? But, 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 um, no, seriously. So, so, what are what are some of the other ways we're going to see this R three program manifest itself as as we move into a, uh, closer to hunting season this year, Kelly? 
Well, and you and I talked about it a little bit as well, Tom. You know, when I first took took this role on, I thought this was going to be about, you know, putting on clinics, which it is, but it's also about awareness. It's about touching, you know, the new technology out there, uh, you know, using digital marketing, using these virtual resources that, that the older generation may not be so accustomed to. But when we're reaching out to this younger generation, we have all sorts of things like create adult-only hunter education classes, you know, identify more opportunities for mentored hunts. That's a huge thing. Joey and I talked about it extensively with this with this mentored hunt. We're going to put on mentored hunts. We're going to create our own program. We're going to work with the First Hunt Foundation, which is a national organization that that does solely mentored hunts, and and they do a fantastic job at it. And in fact, you might you know it's it's awesome. Washington has the largest amount of hunt mentors with this First Hunt program, and that's across the nation. And Washington has that response. So we're, we're really kicking it in the backside on this and doing really well. One of the best things you can possibly do for a kid is get him outdoors. I mean, and, and especially this day and age, Kelly, where, where people are absolutely surgically attached to technology and their phones and everything else. We need to communicate to particularly our younger population that phones are not the real world. The cities aren't even the real world. The real world is found in, in that part of the state that's away from all this, away from cell phone coverage. And, and one of the most wonderful things about hunting and about seeking animals are the places that the animals force you to go to hunt them. That's the real gift is being on the mountains, being in the marshes, being in the woods, being in the, being in the upland fields. And, and, and away from that where your mind can become quiet and your inner predator, those little inklings that, that are just absolutely drowned out by technology, you, you, you can't find yourself in your phone. You need to go find yourself outside, Kelly. And I, that's why I, I'm, 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 I'm happy for you to be able to do that and show kids that there is a world outside of technology. Yep. And, and, and yes, I agree with you on that. But also integrating technology into this is going to be a huge part. It of, is. Know, it is. Accepting that. Well, we look, all look, use we online all, mapping. Yeah, we all have you know, Onyx <laughs> we do. on our phone or Go Hunt <laughs> on our phone. And I have, I have pretty much all of them on my phone, and I use them all the time. It's a great right. tool, and it's, a, it's kind of a selling point to folks. It is. Right? It's like, hey, look, there's all this cool technology you can use in your phone, and, and it's going to lead you to, you know, lead you up the mountain and lead you back safely. So, Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and that's part of the R3 plan as well. You know, I, I want to leverage existing partnerships and I want to reach out, you know, not just to NGOs, to manufacturers, to businesses. I've been given the green light to do so and I'm going to do it. We're going to work with everybody on this one. And, and we do need to kind of bring in everybody. Well, it's in all, it's, you know, in all our best interest to bring everybody in and get more people involved. You know, Tom says it all the time. You don't care about something that you don't experience or you don't have passion about. You absolutely and, will cannot care about anything you don't experience. Yeah. And so, and we need we need more kids to to care about our our, our habitat, our hunting animals, our our fisheries and everything else and and I definitely applaud this effort on behalf of the department, Kelly, and I appreciate you uh, jumping on board this morning and telling us about it, dude. Yeah, and for more information on that, you know, you can go to the WDFW website, wdfw.wa.gov, and we also have a kind of a new landing page. It's called mywdfw.com, not gov, and uh, we're starting to do some blog series on that as well. And also wanted to give a quick shout out to our statewide trout derby. Is that okay? Please do, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, you know, in my old role, 
uh, we went out and and talked to our license dealer group and and businesses donated just huge amounts of money and prizes to the statewide trout derby. We have 876 prizes right now, totaling over $42,000 and from 77 different businesses. We have a canoe this year that we're going to put in for the Derby. <laughs> That's cool. You catch a tag trout, you might get a canoe, you know. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, Kelly, keep us keep keep in touch and, and, and let us know how yeah. this goes. I mean, we, there's a bunch we didn't get to, um, you know, with regard to special permit applications and everything else. I mean, to, to, to really, you know, get somebody a, a great chance at a first animal, that's a really important part of the process. And we'll, uh, we hope to have you on before the special permit deadline um, pops and maybe we can, you know, reboot this one more time. But Kelly, Kelly Reardon, the R3 hunting coordinator for WDFW, we appreciate your time and stay in touch, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great Thanks, day. Thanks, Kelly. Right, Talk to you soon, man. Appreciate it. You're listening to the best of the outdoor line in Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710, Seattle Sports app. Tom Nelson here with Joey Pyburn, Matt Nelson behind the glass. And uh, so last Saturday, we have our dear friend, Brad Henry from, from Minkota Cannon. And we joked that maybe you're not going to be selling a lot of downriggers down there at the Bassmaster Classic. And we look, and Jeff Gussie Gustafson is in, in the, the lead. lead on the, and I go, dude. If somehow he holds on, you you got to get him for us for next week. Come on. And sure enough, man, wire to wire, the winner of this year's Bassmaster Classic, Jeff Gustafson. Welcome to the Outdoor Line, Jeff, and thank you for your time this morning. Morning, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It, it was wire to wire, but barely. <laughs> um, for anyone that was watching, you know, the first two days went about perfect and on day three, I, uh, you know, so like the highest pressure fishing day of my life, um, I only caught two fish. It, it got real hard, but um, squeaked it out. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the biggest biggest uh, title and highlight of my fishing career probably. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing. You limited the first day with 18, 8. You limited the yep. second day, 17, 3. And then I turn on the tube on sunday on on fox where normally we watch football right the final <laughs> hours of the of championship sunday live coverage on fox were the most watched bassmaster telecast on any network a 32 percent increase over last year i just can't believe the popularity of this event but dude it was I, we sat there and watched you scratch, dude. A nail biter. It was, you know, and 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 I mean, dude, you cannot believe how hard we're pulling for you because I knew we had a chance to interview you the next <laughs> day. If you, did, you know, I mean, come on, man. We we know that 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 you your life has fundamentally changed since you do. It's been a super busy week. We understand yeah. that you know there's been a, just so many demands on your time, but uh, but I just put it in perspective for us, man. You just won the Super Bowl of fishing. What's it feel like? Yeah, no, it still doesn't feel real, but it's been the most crazy week of my life. Like we drove home from Knoxville. I live in sort of central Canada, um, north of Minnesota. So uh, we got home uh, like real late Tuesday night. And then, uh, yeah, it's just been a lot of interviews. And I'm actually like a couple hours north of home right now. Um, and I'm about to have no cell service all day, but I'm <laughs> ice fishing for a couple days with some friends and just a little bit of a getaway. So it's kind of nice and this worked perfect to, to get on with you guys this morning. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to be out of cell service all day. It's going to be awesome. I but, bet. um, but like, yeah, just the, 
you know, it's cool. It's a good problem to have. I, I, you know, people wanted to hear from me this week and, um, you know, it's, it's cool, but yeah, it, it was a, it was such a fun event and, um, the best part, like Sunday night, it was, it was just cool to, I had quite a few friends and family that came down for the weekend. And then, you know, after the great start I had, my brother and more friends came like and got there in time for the final day weigh in. But, uh, but we had a really good party on Sunday night in Knoxville and they, everyone there treated us really well. And, uh, yeah, just top notch event all around, uh, you know, hard to believe, like we just all love bass fishing, but, uh, yeah, got, I, the, got the rock star treatment last week, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> I bet you did. Jeff Gussie Gustafson joining us this morning, your 2023 Bassmaster Classic champion. $300,000 event, just an absolute life-changing event for you. We couldn't be happier for you. But in watching the coverage on Sunday, I'm watching a lot of guys hit docks. I'm watching a lot of guys hit structure. And I'm watching you run that Mencota Altrex and you are you're 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 away from everybody. At least you were the first couple of days before the word got out. And you're you're fishing kind of a drop off. You're not near shore. You're and is yeah, that no, I, so? How did you find I, that? How did you develop that game plan? And and how did how did that spot present itself? Make how did how did you become aware of it, Jeff? So we had a Bassmaster Elite Series tournament at the same venue in 2021, and I I was fortunate. I got on a good this good smallmouth program there and won that tournament. So I don't know what it is about the Tennessee River, but it's up my alley. And but anyway, I, I went back there this time knowing that um, this this deeper smallmouth thing existed, and if I could figure out how to you know catch limits of them, I'd have a really good chance to win. And, and I only had a few spots, like I didn't find a lot of places that had them, but uh, I did find a few, and they were really good. And then by the third day they were just getting hard to catch and it was getting really, it was warming up fast. And I think a lot of the fish were like wanting to start getting going toward moving towards the bank. Like I was catching them in 25, 30 feet of water. And I don't know that anyone else in the tournament caught a fish deeper than like 10 feet, you know, for them other than maybe one or two here and there. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, really for, I don't know if anyone, you know, for anyone that watched, um, Bassmaster was actually able to hook up the mega live on the front of my boat and Saw that. show like what I was looking at on my sonar while I was fishing. So that made it, cause like the way I was fishing wasn't the most exciting to watch. Uh, you know, it's a lot more fun watching somebody power fish down the bank and fish around docks and that sort of thing. But I was in open water fishing kind of deep, but yeah, really, um, couldn't have done what I did without the, the use of the electronics and, I know that's not everybody's favorite thing to hear, but, you know, fishing against the comp- the guys that I do, um, you know, you got to sort of have every bit of technology that, that's available to, or, you know, to be competitive. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, playing with electronics and I'm comfortable and, and that's sort of my happy place getting to, to use that stuff and it worked out. Well, it was interesting to me because, you know, you, I know how these things go, you were probably alone on that spot in day one, and then there was a, probably a couple boats on day two. But when the, when the cameras showed up on day three, dude, it was like half the fleet was surrounding you at that point. <laughs> is that fair? Is, is that well? A lot of the people that were around me were actually spectators. Like okay. there wasn't. I didn't get really bothered too much by other competitors. Like um, on you know the main stuff that I wanted to fish, but there was just a lot of spectators gotcha. out there, and I think. But it's still, you know, a lot of sonar going off, sure. a lot of noise, and just I think that probably made it a little bit harder too. Um, but yeah, it was it was a stressful day because I knew, 
I had a pretty good lead, but I still had to catch some fish. Oh, and, man. Um, I just, like, yeah, I just thought I was going to be a little short for sure. And well, and you, it. you caught the right two fish. You did. You absolutely yeah, did. Yeah, man. they were both good ones. And I, yeah, thankfully it was sort of tough for everybody else as well. And and we hung on. Well, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about your technique. You're using you're using a, a gamakatsu jig head and a soft plastic jerkbait to mimic dying smelt. And, and you call that mopping? Moping. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so that term came from uh, the late Ron Linder and, you know, a uh, legendary communicator angler from, from Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of down south. They call it a Demiki rig. Uh, but basically, yeah, it's just putting a soft jerk shad on a jig head and, yeah, you know, keeping it kind of above the fish. And just in that case, it was, you know, where I live at, in Canada, we have a lot of smelt type of bait fish. Um, down there, it was all shad that just same thing was happening you know just try to imitate a wounded or dying shad and yeah it's just a natural bait and and a great bait to use in conjunction with with your sonar unit so you can you know when those fish come and look at it you got to give it a little quiver or shake and um it's just kind of like a cat and mouse game to try and make them bite fundamentally changed the way people have have approached this fishery yeah with, for with sure the, yeah. The, the new live uh sonar so uh just one just one 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 last question, man. I, I you know you're you're a G Loom Shimano pro. You you've worked with uh, you worked with Minkota for for a lot of years. Uh, yep. Just go ahead and uh, fire out some of your other sponsors, man. Who you, who do you have to thank? Yeah, well, like big one for me, Lund Boats. Like they've yep. supported my whole pro career, and um, I live in Lund country, sort of in in central Canada and northern you know Minnesota. Um, but yeah, those guys are awesome. They make really good aluminum boats. And, um, you know, been, been huge supporters for me, but yeah, uh, you guys are kind of out in G Loomis country. So I, um, I don't know if you guys knew Bruce Holt or not. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, he actually had me out there and back in way back in 2010. And, um, I was, I was sort of at that point trying to make it as an outdoor writer and he had me out there to do some writing and then, you know, took me fishing and let me stay at his house. Uh, I think I was in a hotel for a day or two, and then he decided he liked me enough that I got to stay at his house. But, um, but yeah, he, we lost him last year. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. was a great guy. For sure. For sure. So um, am I to understand that you basically used one rod and one technique and wire to wire the Bassmaster Classic? Yeah, man. And wow. two tournaments in a row, like the Elite Series in 21, like same rod and bait and everything wow. for that one, too, so, which is pretty uh, rare. You know, it just, it, it, it was a lot of things kind of just ended up kind of coming together, colliding and making it, and it worked out. But that's uh, like, that's like winning yeah. the, that's like winning the Masters with one golf club, dude. <laughs> it's just nobody does that, man. Come on. No. Well, Gussie, no. dude, congratulations. Cool. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It's funny because Gustafson, that's, that's my mother's maiden name too. So, uh, oh, we, wow. we, it, cool. you know, she had, obviously she was born, uh, she was born in British Columbia. So we, 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 we may have a common relative somewhere up North, buddy, but, uh, good luck bass fishing today. You deserve, or excuse me, good luck up got ice fishing today i yeah. uh, you, you deserve it the diametric opposite of what you had going on last yep. weekend congratulations <laughs> on your Bassmaster classic and only your fourth classic appearance and uh don't, don't be surprised we reach out try to get you on the radio one of these times again buddy but enjoy your time yeah, off anytime. i appreciate it man good luck and and hey, like i said man do you ever want to come salmon halibut fishing where are your guys out in this neck of the woods man let us know 
Okay, let's make a plan someday. Uh, that sounds great. Thanks again for Thanks. having me. Uh, have a good day, guys. Gussie, thank Congrats, you so much, man. man. Good luck. Take care. All right. Yeah, dude, anytime you yeah. get the Bassmaster Classic, that's uh, and the great winner. dude, man. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah, and, and but again, I just go back to the fact that you've got every single bass boat competing, in, and it's aluminum <laughs> boat, too. You know, yeah. that's so cool. But every single boat competing in that. This is a Super Bowl of fishing, right? And each one of those boats has at least loaded down with rods, two dozen rods. Each of them set up for a different technique. And this guy went out there moping, moping smelt essentially, and nailed it. And doing a vertical presentation, not unlike what we do for lingcod and halibut and rockfish, just in a smaller scale. It you know just to watch that happen and watch the coverage on Fox, where they had his screen set up. Well, and no wonder it's so popular. Yeah, like you know, you can geek out. For sure. On your couch and watch these guys, and you're able to see what they see, see the fish, yeah. watch the gear, watch the bite. God bless Kathy, dude. She she sat there she for sat three through. hours. <laughs> and, look, this is, but he's, he's only caught one fish. It's like, I don't care. He's in the lead. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. You're listening to the best of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Well, last Saturday, we spent the day uh, at Harbor Marine, the North Sound Marine Expo, and we got to hang out with this guy. And this guy is none other than our dear friend, Randy Shelton of Salmon for Soldiers. Good morning, Mr. Shelton. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, and thank you for uh, supporting our veteran and active duty military community. Thank you. Well, it's an honor well, to do what so. Else, and, what and else would we do? You are uh, the, the driving force, and you have been behind Salmon for Soldiers. And a little different venue this year. Harbor Marine's kind of becoming um, the, the premier location on the, uh, on, on the Port of Everett waterfront these days. And, and that's where, for the first time ever, Salmon for Soldiers is going to be at Harbor Marine. What's going to happen on the day? Well, let's start on the day before. Let's start on Friday afternoon, August 18th. What's, what's going to happen to the folks that are kind enough to help us out with Salmon for Soldiers? Well, we're probably going to take every bit of moorage space that the port has left. <laughs> and, and, and sometime between noon and 5, the boaters can come check in, those that are already registered. And then at 5 o'clock, we're going to have the seminar. You're going to be there. Joey's going to be there. John Kaiser Assault Patrol is going to be there. We're going to feed you. We're going to give away some stuff and have a really good time to bond because I've always said that the Salmon for Soldiers experience does not come out of an office or somebody putting together a program. It comes with our boaters, and that's the key to the program. Well, it's been amazing to everybody that's been involved, Randy Shelton. That it, the, the fact that for every season since we've had this thing going, is this the 11th version? 10th. 10th. 10. 10 years? 10 years. So every single year we've been surprised by the turnout, and I'm sure this year's going to be no different, that, that, that we've had an average now for the last few years of 100 local boaters that have volunteered their time, their expertise, their fuel, their vessel, and 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 sponsored these soldiers. And so, how many how many uh, veterans and active military do you have signed up this year, Randy? So far, well, I've I've, I've got over three hundred on a waiting list. Wow, wow. Um, but I can't I can't I've gave them the ready set, but I can't give them the go because we don't know what our capacity is right now. 
We're a little slow with the boaters coming in. I think they're planning their summer and trying to figure out what the, the, the seasons they want to fish. And, and obviously the time, August 19th, is we're going to be looking at Westport because that's a great fishery over there. So we may lose a few boaters to that. But I, I think yeah. our boaters will step well, up and, yet again. And it's buoy 10 season, too. And so Joey and I will be coming back from, from buoy 10 to, to, to take care of the event. And we'll ram seeing it again this year. But here's the thing. The Port of Everett, on, on that third week of August is going to be ridiculous. Okay. There's still going to be a Chinook opportunity. There's going to be a, a non um, selective coho opportunity. You're going to have pink Pinks. salmon to fish for. There's going to be amazing crab and crab fishing still out of the port of Everett. And you know, I've said it for years, the port of Everett is the most underrated fishing port in the state of Washington. There's always something to do. So yeah, I would really encourage everybody to jump on to salmonforsoldiers.com and help us out. We got 300 vets. We're only about halfway there on the boat. So uh, we really need help from, from local anglers to step up and, and get these uh, veterans and, and, uh, and active military folks and get a boat under them. Randy Come, Come join us and be part of one of the coolest days. You know, well, every year it's, it's my, one of my favorite days. And I, we, I was hanging out with Randy and Penny at the uh, North Sound Marine Expo and, you you said something. You said, you know, the mor- the morning, like the captains are all standing yeah, there and, yeah. and they have their number and they're gathering up their veterans and everybody's just kind of meeting each other and quiet. And then they all go off on the boats and they go fishing. And when they when we all come back, it's just like everybody's buzzing and everybody's, you know, they've made new friends and they caught fish and everybody's got a smile on their face. It's just an amazing experience, Randy. What's, what's fun is that the camaraderie that they build and, and they end up going fishing more with those captains as the year goes on. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fun friendship to have. But most importantly, it's an alive day. It's a day that we can celebrate that nothing bad happens and we got something good and they're learning something. And we don't just take them fishing, we teach them fishing. And, and one of the things that is really I, I, I can't say this enough. The backbone of Salmon for Soldiers is our volunteers. My wife, Penny, and her volunteer team are incredible. Our board is absolutely incredible. And I just can't thank them enough. And this is a team effort. This is not one or two people. This is a whole team shoring this up and making sure that that happens for our, our veterans and active duty military. And there's such a need in that community. I, I mean, until I started coaching youth sports, I had no idea of the need for, for mentoring of our youth in the communities. And before I got involved for Salmon for Soldiers, Randy, and you made me aware of this, I had no idea the need in this community and, and the tragedy of, 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 of 22 of our veterans a day that decide to punch out is just an absolute crime and a tragedy. And, and basically their reintegration in, into society has been always an issue because here's a group, a cadre of, of, of young men that have been trained to a, an amazingly high expert level at, at what they do. And so they've got a bunch of guys, they've got a team, and they've got a bunch of gear, and they're set out to do a task. And then once that task and once that team is taken away from them, they have trouble reintegrating into society. And this is just one way, and in your eloquent words, Randy, to, to just give them another group of guys and another task and something else to think of. And at the end of the day, to just say thank you for your service and welcome home, and 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 to your point, these there, there's there's lifelong 
friendships that are forged on this day, Randy. And I just don't know that 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 any anybody that wouldn't be wouldn't want to be a part of this. This is the most one of the most uplifting angling events you're ever going to experience. And and Randy, you've put this in front of thousands of soldiers and thousands of boaters, and that just nobody will ever be able to thank you for what you've done over this past decade. And, and that's not what it's done for. What it what it's done for is to make sure that they feel like they're welcomed home because they, you know, back in the seventies, we didn't get that, but on a positive note, we can, we can do something. We can be around our peers and it's not about them having to integrate back into our society. It's about us bringing them and being part of that. And I tell the the boat captains that are civilians, well, I'm not a veteran, so I don't know. Dude, we need you guys to plug together. You've got to be together. And, and, and it's, it's a magic recipe and that day proves that we can have success and having a live day and a fun day yep. and, and a day where we really don't have to care about much else except bonk and fish. And, and this is part of what's right about America is, is are our veterans, those that have taken part of their lives to defend this nation. And they come back different. They come back altered. They sent, and some of them, God bless them, come back with, with pieces missing, both, both, both physically and mentally. And we're just trying to, you know, make them a little more whole than, than where they came and just getting them out, saying thank you, taking them fishing, getting their mind off of whatever is, is just, you know, I've, I've said this for years and years and years, your greatest satisfaction in life is in service to others. And this is salmon for soldiers is just one way to do it. I'm looking forward to that captain's meeting the night before the event where we get to hang out. It just gives us more time to hang out with some of these guys and, and uh, you know, give the boat captains you know, maybe a few gifts and some and some techniques and something else. Randy. I, I'll be farming myself out because yeah. our boat won't be here, Randy, so I'll be, uh, I'm going to farm myself out as a deckhand on, I on think, some I mean, lucky captain's boat. Well, I, I think we're going to steal Jeff Lalone's boat that day, Bayside okay. Marina. Right. I think we're probably just going to steal that Good. one and, there we go. and go take folks out. Yeah, because the, 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 the Sea Beast will be down at Bowie 10 because right after that, I think we'll be running a lap down there again. Randy Shelton, God bless you, buddy. This is uh, this is your. Uh, well, am, am I? Should I announce this or should I not announce this? That, that this is going to be your. Well, I think I think you already broached it a I little earlier. Did, so. Yeah, I I will I will be fading away into yeah. more of a kind of a, a support role, and we've got a lot of new young blood coming in. Perfect. And let them take the helm and run forward with this. Um, yeah, ten years is a pretty good run. It um, is. I'm extremely happy to be part of this whole thing. Let's and. You know, God bless our men and women that serve. Well, Everyone. God bless you, Randy Shelton. Yeah. And let's let's make Randy Shelton's last salmon for soldiers one of the best here. Randy, we thank you for your time, buddy. Thank you for your efforts. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. You take care. Salute. You're listening to the best of the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island is in the lady. Where'd you get him, man? Hey man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest. The all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup. Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, Travel Trailers, Fifth Wheelers, Toilers, Pop-Ups, Campers, and so much more. Go check that out and more. Roy Robinson RV Center, RoyRobinsonRV.com. The Coconier Biting, Joey, is that what I'm hearing? Coconier Biting. Um, okay. Yep, Lake Stevens, uh, Lake Chelan, Lake Washington, 
Kokanee Fishing lit up. I checked in with Bree from Living Life Adventures. If you want to book a trip with her, she was on Lake Stevens the other day. I think I saw 40 dead, <laughs> dead kokanee on the dock. Um, you know, same old stuff, producing half-fast dodgers, Schindler flies, god tooth spoons, uh, obviously shoe peg corn. The top 20 feet of water. That's All money. flatlined. You know what? We've got a very special guest. We got Brock on oh, the. Oh, did he hear the kokanee fishing's he, good? No, he wants he, to check no, in. He heard about the Southeast Alaska deal. Oh. it's Brock on the dock, Kokanee Lodge. Good morning, <laughs> hey. Brock Heward. Good morning, boys. Good Saturday. How are we doing? Oh, it sounds good. like sounds like you're in the same building with us. Wow. Holy smokes, dude! Um, I'm fired up to get up to Peregrine Lodge with you, yeah. and we just got off the phone with Rob Ensley, and Southeast Alaska is a wash. In large Chinook, and guess where they're heading next? Mm, south. Yes, that yeah, would not north. No, south. No, that would yeah. be. Well, you you kind of sense this, to be honest, uh, Nelly. The last couple years up there in Alaska, up in Sitka, where we saw a lot of juvenile, right? A lot of we, we, we kind of caught look and at, let go. Look who's yeah. paying attention. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you Holy know, listen, he's a no, student of the game. Else. Yes. Wow. Uh, and you said, "Gosh, this is going to portend a pretty good things down the road because if there's this many juveniles." We know what they grow up into, and that is a little bigger fish. So, did, did I actually use the word portend? Uh, no, you did not. I, did, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know why a... I just used that either. <laughs> Too early. I, I, I would have said, said foreshadow or maybe sure. indicate that or yes. something. Yes. Maybe no. rotund is a better word than wow, portend. God. Yeah, uh, see, no. fat guys never use the word rotund, <laughs> though, either. No, we don't oh, use that one either. Right. But, but the Chinook that they're, we're seeing right now in Sitka. And, and, you know, and we're wired into that fishery, you know, having been there so many years, they're rotund. I mean, we're, we're hearing yeah. mid-30s Chinook mm-hmm. coming into southeast. And so, Which, no. We, I, we didn't see that last year. No. I mean, there was some decent fishing around early, but there weren't a lot of big fish around. So, have you ever really been fishing with, with Dave Wyman before? Uh, I just worked with him for five hours <laughs> the other night on the draft. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I've not been on a boat with him. I've, I've been at a desk with him when he gets a little fired up, you know, when he gets a little angry, when he gets a little grumpy, and it's going to be tremendous. Um, it's going to be so good for him. I know that, just as it was for our late great dear friend that we love so oh, much uh, that every time that Dory went up to yep. Southeast Alaska, you know that just kind of some of the hassles of life and the stresses of life, you you leave at the border. And, uh, and obviously Alaska is a, a state, but, uh, here when we're talking Burger and Lodge, you know, same area and you just, yeah. you just leave it and you leave it on the plane, you leave it on the helicopter and you, and you just rejoice in life in ways and it slows down in ways that, uh, normal life just certainly does not. And, and a place like that, it makes it so easy to unplug, it does. right? Yeah. And yeah. just totally immerse yourself in what's going on. I mean, it's dude, you're, you're Chinook salmon fishing in the cracks of the rocks, yep. on the kelp. Where there's no cell coverage. No cell coverage. <laughs> and it's it's gorgeous. It's an yes. amazing place. Yeah, and, uh, and Wyman is the beauty of Wyman and most linebackers. I bet you if, uh, if you surveyed our, our group that went up there a couple years ago, Nelly, I bet you most of those fishermen, there's some linebacker in them. Fullback oh, yeah. line, full oh, yeah. linebacker, right? In their, yeah. in their lifetime, if they played football, they were probably fullback linebackers. Mm. So he's going to get with his brethren, too. That's true. Maybe, 
you know, maybe some D linemen, maybe yeah, some O linemen okay. like was, yourself. Thank you. I, I was going to. Yes. There, there, there were some hands in the ground. If I remember oh, the crew, no question. there was some stuff in there. A <laughs> no lot of those question. guys had their hands in the ground. All right. Well, fullbacks have their hand in the ground, so Nelly. Yes. I think we will have an easier time finding D linemen in Peregrine Lodge coming with you and me and Wyman than the Seahawks have had in this draft. This draft. Yeah. Did I mean are we seeing the Malik McDowell effect where they drafted that you know that cat in the second round he never played it down I mean Tyree Wilson goes by the boards Jalen Carter ends up going to the Eagles yep. they did get the first corner they did get the first wideout of the draft starting a yep. cascade of wideouts but dude where's yep. the big fat butts yeah, with their hands yeah. in the ground man where's the row 10 guys it doesn't portend a good thing oh, the wow, scrimmage, you know? so, that's, that's the brock mental rolodex <laughs> deal working yes. there so yeah so yeah I, yeah I think they went honestly a little more speed they went the king salmon of the of the ocean they went with the with the top dogs at uh, their position as you just said the number one and number ones and then i think yesterday in the second round um we we don't get to see their grades we don't get to see their draft boards but I do think they felt like a couple of those bigger guys, Nelly, would still be would still find them. A couple of those halibut would, would come that they would get to kind of their grounds and they would be there. And unfortunately, they were not. Now, uh, the kid they they got out of Auburn is whoa, he will strike yeah. you. I mean, yeah. he will come up and hit you in the mouth. So he's an edge linebacker, an outside linebacker that's going to help solidify some of the things on the edge. But yeah, today. And they've got a bunch of picks and a couple of them in the fourth round here coming up. They've got to get some size. No question about it. I just love that you've made so quarter, wait, quarterbacks and wideouts into are, salmon. Are we uh-huh. all line with D-line or halibut, right? Yeah. You know, the big butts, you know, yes. the hand in the ground. And, 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 I, and, I, and I hate it because I can't argue with that at all, one bit. You know, they're, they're, they're close to they're, – they're, they got to stay low. They do their job and stuff like that. So is, so is it the fact – that the draft broke this way for them. Yeah, yeah. And, and were, were there concerns founded with regard to Jalen Carter? Oh, no was, question about okay, it. Okay, all right. Yeah, now they could have had Jalen Carter, they right? I mean, they, yeah. they could have gone that road. They could have had Tyree Wilson. So they did not have Tyree graded nearly that high. And for Jalen, they just did not feel comfortable giving that guy, you talk about Malik McDowell, you know, with that fifth pick, you're going to give that guy $31 million guaranteed dollars wow. over the next four years. So you better trust that guy, and you better trust his behavior and his character. And it wasn't just Seattle. It was Arizona. It was the the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. It was the picks after as well. That And finally, Philadelphia said, yeah, we'll, we'll bring him aboard. They got a lot of former teammates of his from Georgia on that team. Uh, and I don't know if you know Philadelphia at all, but it's not the city of brotherhood love. <laughs> no, they do, they, they, yeah, they do not care, and they will. That that kid's either going to make it through the meat grinder of that, or he's not. And so, you know, he fell to a pretty good environment there. I think so too. It, it, it was interesting to me though that as soon as the Hawks took a wideout, here's a cascade, an unprecedented yep. draft history of four wideouts. Ba 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 ba, and there's no better indication. And, and 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 validation of, of uh, the Hawks' pick at that point than to see the, a, a position yes. group run like that, Brock. Yes, understanding the market. I mean, they, they yeah. knew, and and when you've done it for 14 years together, as John and Pete have, it's kind of like you up in southeast Alaska. You know those grounds inside and out. You've got a pretty good feel for when the runs are going to come. Wow, I did not know. I'd make an analogy to everything in this draft <laughs> to southeast Alaska <laughs> and, and yeah. fisheries. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you one last one because you feel like, you know, when I call an O-lineman and a D-lineman a halibut, it's a slight. A, because it's not the prettiest of fish, but that's not true at all. 
You know, you know this about halibut? 50% plus of a halibut is substance. Yes, it you is. get four fillets off yes, of a halibut. You do. So you have so much substance with that halibut. You know, what's a, what's a salmon? 25%, 20%, maybe, maybe. A little bit more, a little bit more. Nah. Okay, okay, I'll give it 30, get 30, Yeah, 35. maybe 30, okay. maybe 30, but it's it certainly is Depends on who's filleting it, <laughs> We've seen some awful fillet yes. jobs. Go but, you know, bellies. I would even add a little percentage if you consider the halibut's eyeballs as as being who eats uh, cheeks and eyeballs, Rob, who would do that? The cheeks are just absolutely. <laughs> and you actually started the whole cheek program too, Rob. That was that was all you. I were can't doing. wait, man. All we're right. what a little over a month away. No, I cannot... actually actually we're seven weeks away, and I'm oh, surprised perfect. we still have seven seats left on this trip. What? Yeah, it's crazy. So so we get to go up with you and 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 Dave Wyman. And a whole bunch of Outdoor Line listeners, come join us 18th through 21st of June. The uh, the Dave Wyman Brock Heward listener trip Father's Day adventure is what it's going to be. So, it is. And yes. let me just say this. If you're a father and son, I had a friend of mine uh, reach out to me. And his son was a little young. I mean, he could do this trip. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. But if you're a father-son and you're thinking, man, I want to reconnect with my son. How oh, do boy. I have something in, in, a, in, in a lifelong memory with my son? There is nothing better and i will put my word on that there we go four days that we will spend together up can't there. wait can't wait buddy thank you so much I, we, all right Nelly. we're getting wa- we're getting waved off we'll talk to you soon okay, thank you for go. your draft all fishing right. analysis brock heward <laughs> thanks buddy later, talk to you soon later brock later all right man uh all right you missed any show jump on my northwest.com uh jump on the outdoorline.com give joey a follow joey at joey pyburn at or excuse me joey at joey pyburn at Instagram, yeah. at the Outdoor Line, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks for listening to the best of the Outdoor Line. If you missed any of the show, go to seattlesports.com or theoutdoorline.com. We're going to catch you live next week on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.